Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And joining me is Astros outfield prospect Marty Costas, who played last year in AA Corpus and AAA Sugarland. Great to have you on, Marty. And you're starting this year in Sugarland, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just for a little background, the more I read about you, it appears like you're kind of the ultimate underdog story. The Astros drafted you out of Maryland in the 22nd round in 2018. You're just five foot nine inches, but a stout 200 pounds, born and raised in inner city Baltimore. What was it like growing up there? I'm glad you asked me that. And thank you for having me on, by the way. I'm very appreciative. Sure. I'll start with saying just I play a lot of different sports. So having a good family unit coming up really helped me a lot. I was able to stay focused, you know, playing football, basketball, you know what I mean? And I also learned how to play baseball, like in different areas than most kids coming up. I learned how to play like on the blacktop, you know what I mean? And, and like small basketball courts, you know, one thing about growing up where I did, you had to be creative, you know what I mean? Cause I didn't have, you know, the most access to facilities or things like that. So it's made me who I am today. What was your financial status of your family? I mean, where were you guys at at that point? We didn't have the most, but we had enough, put it like that. Me and, you know, me and my brother, we we never really went without anything, you know, essential-wise. So my mom, you know, worked her ass off. And I wouldn't be there here today without her. And, you know, growing up, my mom was a teacher for the School for the Blind, actually. And my dad stayed at home and raised, raised us. So I spent a lot of time with my father, and I was grateful for that. It's something some kids may not get to experience, and and I was something I was grateful for. Is there anything that your mother learned from working with blind people that you think sort of affected you or maybe uh, changed the way you looked at the world? Definitely patience. I would just say, you know, patience and, and being able to understand people. You know, looking back, I had to see how much patience she had with me. And I used to think all the time that, like, you know, she was more stricter because coming home, she would always used to see us as privileged, you know, working with blind kids all day. So it kind of gave me a chip on my shoulder in terms of like my, my mom constantly reinstating the fact that I'm just blessed to be on this earth, seeing everything and hearing everything, you know, the way everything was intended to be, because some people can't enjoy that. Well, speaking of seeing stuff, want to quickly remind everybody that if you're listening to the podcast, you can also see Marty's beautiful face on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe to my Robert Land channel over there. Now, Marty, you had a really strong year in Corpus and Sugarland, 306 average, 847 OPS combined last year. But before I get to that, I want to backtrack because you lost a year of competitive baseball in 2020 with the pandemic. It's going to be extra tough just being a minor league guy. But since you're already 26 years old because of all that, and you played college ball till you were 22. What's it like when all that's going on to lose a whole year with no competitive baseball? The real story about my life is, you know, the man I am outside of baseball and how I'm connected to my family in different ways and how I like to be a man that's well-rounded and well-secular. So during that time, I started to realize, like, how grateful I am for a lot of people in my life and things like that because, there, it was a time where I didn't have, I felt like I didn't have a lot of use to anybody. And any, I think a lot of professional players that were, that couldn't play that year felt that way. You know what I mean? It's like, we feel like we have a purpose playing this game so much. And to have that taken away, it's like, wow, you know, what's my purpose now? And I started to realize that, you know, I have different talents. I have different things that I like to do. 
But getting back on the field just makes it even that much more better losing that year now. So it's like I'm taking things with a different perspective. Huge numbers in Corpus last year. You hit 332 before they moved you up to AAA. What was that 61-game stretch like in your first year in AA? It was fun. It was a long, it was a grind, long bus rides. There were some hot days. And looking back at it now, like I, you know, I gelled with uh, Gregorio Petit in his first year coaching, learning from a guy that played in the big leagues was, um, was now looking back something that I was blessed with being able to have that opportunity. You think Petit got you rolling last year? Is Was he a big help in that explosion to start the season? Yes, definitely. I, I think from a competitive standpoint, because he, he challenged me a lot. And I remember at the beginning of the year, he he would ask me, what do I need to do, you know, in order to make it to the big leagues? And I I didn't really have an answer for him. And he would tell me to to just be keep being the well-rounded player that I am and focusing on different aspects of the game other than hitting, like base running and defense. So, like, it, 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 it took some pressure off of me knowing that I had a coach that believed in me coming in, you know, because during the camps before that year, I, I met him and he gave me a lot of confidence. Looking at this Astros outfield, it's just, it's loaded with talent. You know that there's Tucker and Jordan and Myers and McCormick and Siri. How do you look at finding a place at the next level? And do you have a relationship with Myers, McCormick and Siri? Because all of them were minor leaguers just a year ago, just like you. And actually for Siri, just a few months ago. Yeah, definitely. Being able to see how those guys operate and how they, um, they pay attention to little details on a day-to-day basis. It just gives me motivation. Being able to play next to those guys even shows me that that maybe I can make that next step too, and I'm you know I'm I'm grateful to be in this position right now in my career. It, it feels like everything's happened so fast, so I've kind of had to grow up fast with this. You know, it's just it's the best feeling of being able to to have that opportunity because that's all we want in life is just to have opportunity. Do you get to know those guys at all? I mean, Siri was just in Sugarland, so just like you were at towards the end of last year. Do you, do you know him and? You know, what, what What are some of those guys like? I don't know if you've got a chance to meet McCormick or Myers. Oh, they're, they're really competitive guys, good guys deep down. I got a chance to spend time with all three of them at some point, and I would just say, like, they just make the game fun to be out there. They're really talented players. You know, you look at them, and it's like, man, to see those that, them take that step this year is really something special to see, especially me being with Jake in, in Fayetteville and Loway. A couple of years ago, right before right before the we ended with Corona, so I, I got to see how just the how Jake specifically took care of the little things like communication in the outfield, you know, paying attention to base running and like being a good teammate, and that those things really they really matter at the end of the day because you want to be a guy that can be remembered in the locker room positively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. A- Alex Bregman spent some time in Sugarland while he was trying to get healthy. T- tell me about that experience. Did you get a chance to talk with him? And what was it like for him to be around the- those guys? It was it was definitely a surreal experience for me just seeing like him go through a-, a daily grind each day to rehab because that's what he was doing when he was with us. He would have to, you know, be up at different times and coming to the field, not necessarily getting to play that day. And it makes me realize, like, you know, no matter how far you accomplish things in life, you always are going to have goals that you want to achieve after that. And that just, you know, it shows that no matter, you know, who you are, you still have to be on the grind on a daily basis. Did he say much to you? Do you guys have some conversations a little bit about baseball or maybe maybe stuff outside of baseball you, you can share with me? 
we didn't get a chance to speak too much. It's more of me. I was able to watch him. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Just watching him swing in the cage and, and just seeing the consistency. That's a big thing when I, I learned from guys like him. Like, even when we saw Grinky come in, it's just like a consistent routine every day. Yeah, that's that's a guy that definitely is about routine. <laughs> you know that when you know Zach Granke. Uh I want to ask you about a couple of your teammates for the Space Cowboys that are going to be there this year. And I'll throw out a name, and I know you've uh, been around some of those guys. Tell me what they're like, both as a player and a personality. I'm going to start off with pitcher Hunter Brown because everybody's talking about the nastiness that 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 he is on the mound. He was your teammate quite a bit last year, right? Yeah, I was able to to kind of move up a little bit with Hunter. And I had met Hunter a couple months before the season started in some mini camp. And I'll never forget, I was like, I was facing him live, and I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> Just, you know, this explosiveness that he has and, and the competitive competitive spirit that he has while he pitches. He He's just a fun dude to be around because, like, off the field, you know, he's all smiles, and especially with me, you know. It was a fun year to watch him, like, grow up kind of, even even off the field, too, you know, being this, a guy that was, like, in his first year. How about Pedro Leon? And, and, and that's somebody we don't know a ton about yet as a player, as a person, but we've heard a lot of good things about his potential. I think he's a superstar in the making. He's a quiet dude, and that's what I like about him. He seems like a very humble guy. You know, playing with him in double-A, it was like his first time being in the States. And I just remember how he handled it so gracefully. And I was looking at myself like, if I was in that position, I don't know what I would do in terms of just the nerves and anxiety. So I think that that's a cool guy right there, you know. And I can't wait to see how he progresses through his career. What about your catcher this year, Corey Lee? It's funny you bring up Corey because this offseason I spent some time hitting one-on-one with Corey. And, man, that's just, that's just a guy that knows, that knows how to hit, like that knows the swing. He's a, he's a technician. I honestly contribute some of my, my progression coming into this year to him to, to just watching how he works and learning little things about my swing. And even from a guy that's younger than me, it's just, it was just a, I told him I, I was blessed for the opportunity to play with him. You played a little bit with Jeremy Pena last year. What's he like? Well, I, I've played with um, with Jeremy Pena for a while. I remember my second year in pro ball. So my, my first full year, I was with him in, out in Davenport in Iowa. Man, he, you know, he's such a humble guy. Like, me and him have a close relationship off the field. Like, just the things that I've learned from him off the field more than on the field, it speaks to a good person he is. You know, he's an amazing player. Everyone knows that. But that's the one guy that I can say, you know, that he's always been good to me. He's been good to people around me. One of the things that we see with Correa is just what an incredible leader he is at the shortstop position. What what kind of leader is Pena at the shortstop position? I think that he's definitely just a leader by example. You know, that's a that's a guy when you look at him, you can you can say like, you know, I have confidence in him being a general on the field just because of how calm and, and level headed he keeps himself. And I can definitely probably say the same about Correa. You know, it takes that to be to be the captain on the field playing shortstop. They're super talented. And I like to to learn from people like that, honestly. You know what I'm saying? It's because I think that a lot of a lot of us all can learn to be leaders in different ways. 
you've got a little music going on on the side from what I saw uh, on Twitter. What's that all about? Is that something that you just got into or you've been into for a while? Tell me about it. It's funny as honestly, I want to be a producer. Like I'm into engineering and the musical engineering side of things. Like I spend a lot of time behind laptop working on my craft and I started in high school and it's just been something that keep me like level-headed and at peace off the field. And honestly, like I found a lot of time during, you know, the year that we lost during Corona to work on it. That goes back to what we said, like talking about how that was for me, you know, I was able to still be able to work on, you know, obviously play, play ball on the side, work out, but the other couple hours of the day, I had something else to do, you know, and I was looking back that I don't, you know, I don't know how I would would have been without having music for me. I might have gone crazy. Tell me about <laughs> the music. What what kind is it? You know, what what do you do with that? Are you producing it? You write it? I mean, how, what all you what all do you have to do with that? Usually I I work on a lot of like instrumentals. That's what I do. I make I make instrumentals. I have like different software that I use. Usually I send a lot of them to uh different artists and rappers in the area. I like to do hip hop, R&B, like pop music. I try and I'm trying to just broaden my people that I can collaborate with and and see how you know see how far that goes because it's such a fun experience being able to just work with people. I like the team aspect feeling of things. So that's another reason why I love music production. It's a collaborative environment. Do you use your own music as your walk up music? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bold yet. I have to get better, man. Once I get to the point where I think that I'm good enough. Then that, that's when I'm trying to make walk-up songs for everybody or a lot of different guys. What else are you into besides music? You, you've got some other interesting hobbies. I'm a family man. Like I love to talk sports with my dad. Just you know, having him in my life has been been an anchor for me. And I, I, I honestly would sit here and say I wouldn't be half the person I was without him. And so like, I still have to engage in those type of like talks with him, especially being away from home now. And that takes them a lot of my time you know i spend a lot of time just talking talking the game with my dad talking about the swing <laughs> so I, it is kind of a boring hobby but <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it's part of it's part of the, your baseball career and your brother is playing at maryland right now isn't he yes sir he's playing third and first base for the terps They're, you know shout out to the success they've had so far this year coach vaughn and then i know how coach swope i know how hard those guys work especially for the players so, you know, I just, if any of them here listening, you know, I just thank you for, you know, the hard work they put in to help me get to where I am too. And so, I, I, you know, just seeing my brother going through his, you know, junior year, it's just very exciting. How much are you looking forward to a, a sort of a regular year? Maybe you stay in one place mostly this year and surely because you've, you've bounced around a lot over the last, you know, three or four years. You've had the pandemic, all that stuff. It seems like we might be a little bit over that. Um, what, what's it going to be like? Just a okay, I'm in Sugarland, and you're in a big city again. You know, you, you, you're from Baltimore. You're in a big city after you know playing in some small towns over the last few years. I definitely think this year is going to be a little different, just with the opportunities I had so far. You know, like being in big league camp right now is just surreal to me. It just gives me a ladder to climb. I honestly feel like, and it's going to be fun. Just working my way through AAA this year and honestly learning myself more as a player. What's it going to take for you to get to the next level, you think? Learning more about 
me as a player and definitely just wisening myself up in terms of how to focus for a 150-game season. You know, I think that that's just all it takes because I have the tools. You know, I have the experience. I just have to funnel my focus in the, in the good areas and good aspects in terms of, like, just being the best athlete I can be, being the most calm person I can be, you know? Tell people that are Astros fans how, how they might be able to hit you up on social media. And you'll, I'm sure you'll be putting out some music so they can find your music up there too. But where are you at on social media? You can find me on Instagram. It's really simple. It's Mar- Marty Costas, M-A-R-T-Y-C-O-T-C-O-S-T-E-S. Um, that's where I'll, I'll be having links to anything that's dealing with me. Um, I answer, I try to answer every DM or message I can get, but that's the best way to reach me. Well, man, you're a great story. We're going to be rooting for you. And I can't wait for the Space Cowboys season to start up. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks so much for uh, sharing your story and sharing your time with us. No, thank you for having me, man. This is fun. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.